Hello everyone. Thanks for joining me for tonight's episode. Tonight I'll be narrating a story from one of my subscribers. And again as always, I remind you all to please be mindful and respectful in the comments field below. Sharing your personal stories is not always the easiest thing to do, so please take into consideration the time that these individuals spent writing out these stories and sharing them with us. And to the ones who submitted the stories over to me, I just wanted to give you another thank you for the content that you've provided. And of course, you guys will remain anonymous, and slight details and the names of the individuals within these stories have been altered to protect everyone's identity. So please sit back, put on a good pair of headphones or speakers, and let's begin. Let me start off by saying that I myself like to listen to scary stories. It's all fun and games hearing all of these personal stories shared on different YouTube channels and podcasts now. However, all of the fun and games rapidly vanish once you are caught up in a scary story of your very own. Before we begin, I'd like to remain anonymous. But to give you just some details, I am a male, 14 years old, and a huge K-pop fan, aka Team Army for life. <laughs> Don't judge me. But my story takes place in my townhome in St. Paul, Minnesota. I live here with my mom, older sister, and her son, my nephew. On this particular night, I had the responsibility of babysitting my little nephew. Let's just call him Peter, who had just turned three not too long ago. Being the youngest sibling in my own family, I've never had the chance or opportunity to take care of or watch after anyone else besides myself growing up. So this was my first real babysitting experience. I would like to say that I'm not exactly the greatest with kids in general, but then again, how hard could it be, right? My nephew is a pretty funny and bright kid, though. I mean, as long as you had his toys, snacks, and his favorite cartoons readily available, you'd be just fine letting him do his own thing until he asked for something. On this night, as I recall, things had been going pretty smoothly. It was around 7 p.m., I want to say. I had just finished cooking up some ramen for Peter and myself. I was also in the middle of playing Fortnite. I was in too deep, meaning into the game, to stop myself anytime soon. And plus, my mom wasn't home to yell at me, so I wasn't going to let this opportunity pass me by. I had my own bedroom. My mom had hers, and my older sister and Peter had theirs. My sister's room was right beside mine, so as I was gaming in my room, Peter was just next door, playing with his toys as cartoons were running in the background on their TV. I had my headset partly on, leaving the right side off so I could hear Peter if he needed me. 
Everything was cool so far. If things seemed too quiet, I'd pause my game and take a peek in on Peter, like every 15-20 minutes or so. He was fine. Like I said, smart kid. He was just sitting on the floor, playing with his toys as Paul Patrol was playing on his TV. I smiled and thought to myself how easy this all was, and walked back into my room. As the night grew darker, it was nearing 10 p.m. now. I knew I would have to be getting Peter into bed here pretty soon, if not already. I paused my game again and called out, Peter? Hey, buddy. We have to brush your teeth and wash up soon because it's about bedtime, okay? I gave him a moment to respond. No answer. He usually responded back right away. However, I could hear sounds coming from their TV, though. And then, I heard Peter laughing hysterically as if he had just seen or heard the funniest thing ever. I didn't think much, but sort of smiled and wondered what this kid was laughing about. He then said, No, friend. You come in. Come on. It seriously sounded like he was having a conversation with someone as he continued laughing to himself. I'm a bit weirded out by now. I took off my headset and made my way over to him. I see Peter still sitting on the floor of his room, but instead of playing with his toys, facing the TV, he was actually facing the window with the blinds halfway down. I saw that it was pitch black outside by now. I asked my nephew, Peter? Who are you talking to? As I stood by the door, he turned around with a huge smile on his face, still giggling, and said, Uncle, my friend. My friend's funny, Uncle. Come play with us. His enthusiasm was a bit unnerving, I admit. But kids do this all the time, right? This whole imaginary friend thing? I entered his room and made my way over to the windows to let the blinds down. I saw that the window was still locked, so that was good. Hey, Peter. It's time for bed, bud. Come on. As I stood there now, in front of his window, he responded with a no and tilted his head to the side as if he was trying to see behind me. It was then that the room began to feel heavy. It's a feeling that I can't explain. When the atmosphere around you feels cold, heavy, and it's as if you were literally being watched. I didn't want to be near that window at this point. I rushed Peter out of his room as he continued to whine, still saying, No, no, Uncle, wait for my friend. He continued looking into the direction of the window as I closed the door behind us. He then said, Uncle, my friend wants to play. Can we open the door for him, please? He then ran over to our front door, smiling, as he stood there and waited with excitement. I was right behind him. When I caught up, I saw the look on his face. He just looked so happy. 
I didn't know what to think. Peter? Stop it. Stop messing around. There is no one out there. He started to whine again. No, no, Ongo. As he tried his best turning the knob to try and free the door. Annoyed at this point, I ran over to go and pick him up, and then he began to kick and scream hysterically. All he kept saying was that he wanted to play with his friend. There was sure as hell no one out there, but I was freaked the hell out. Peter continued to cry, but I didn't care. I carried him back into my bedroom and locked the door. I had to yell some sense into him before he stopped crying, and then he started sniffling quietly amongst himself. And then, after a few moments of silence, it sounded as if it was the front door being wide open and then pushed shut violently. This made me jump out of my bed. I hesitated but mustered the courage and made my way into the living room to check out our front door. I made sure Peter remained in my room, but my heart was thumping outside of my chest at this point. To my surprise, however, the door was locked with the chain still in place. WTF. How does this even begin to make any kind of sense? Because I knew what I heard. And then the lights, they started to flicker. That's when I booked it back to my room. I had no idea what was happening or what had just taken place. That night, I had my nephew sleep in my room with me. My door remained locked for the rest of the night and it wasn't until my mom came home that I woke up to her pounding on my door. I jumped to my feet and heard my mom's voice asking why my door was locked and where my nephew was. I opened the door and explained the event to my mom. She had a startled look upon her face at first but didn't say too much, surprisingly. And then after just a moment, it seemed as if she had just dismissed the whole thing as she went over to my nephew, who had just woke up right then. She picked him up with a smile and greeted him after a long day of work. And then it was just like, we just forgot about the whole thing. Now, me being a bit younger and of this new era of Hmong American teenagers, I confess that I'm super Americanized. And I don't know too much about our traditional ways and have little to no interest in it at all. So, I ran this whole situation by my older siblings and also expressed how my mom responded to it. And it wasn't until my older brother explained to me that my mom responded in the way that she did. It was all for a reason. He told me that my mom was most likely trying not to draw in any more negative energy, or worse, feed that negative energy and give it more strength to take over our home. Because you see, when things like these happen, even if you are afraid, you have to stand your ground. I also learned that in a case where you are moving from a haunted home into a new home, that you must not say anything aloud to even give these negative spirits any kind of hint that you are planning to leave or else 
they'll follow you over to your new house and then the whole cycle would just repeat a few days later after the incident even though my mom didn't show much interest on what I had encountered that night I did see that she had our priest from church come by our house that weekend to bless our home some time has passed since the event took place but if you're wondering we never did find out who or what that spirit was that paid us a visit that night so it was like what my older siblings had said that my mom did believe me but just didn't want to say too much and now I understand why to close off man our culture sure is creepy but it sure as hell is interesting all at the same time as well <laughs>